Good evening, my little darklings. It's a night of vampire graves and Ricky Schroeder versus occult. That's the tip of the iceberg for tonight's Paranormal 60 News, the only news you need to know when we return right here. I'm your anchor, Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. little darklings and welcome back to the paranormal 60 news i am your anchor dave schrader joining me now two-thirds of our little quad that'll work we're uh we're, we're one man down but for an important reason and uh let's start real quickly ladies and gentlemen with the paranormal detective joining us right now greg lawson is here hey well, apparently doing, not here where are you the great wall of china where are you Oh, come on. You stood against that wall. You took me to this wall. Oh, you want yes. me on this wall. I do. That's Vlad Tepish's castle. That's Vlad right. The, that's right. Vlad the Vlad Impaler. The Impala. Oh, Impaler. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from his study amidst a myriad of books and bottles, the one, the only, Chachi. <laughs> I like that. Books and bottles. <laughs> yeah, that might that be my be, tagline. Yeah. That, that <laughs> should be your new new uh, podcast on your own. Books, and, Books bottles. and bottles. Hashtag folklore. That is the big winner this I, week. If I'm not mistaken, that was the Colonel last week, was it not? Yes, it definitely was the Colonel last week. The Colonel is not here this Where week, is he? folks. Nah. Um, the Colonel, believe it or not, is still America's greatest hero. He has, uh, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to really say or divulge too much. Yeah, you can say it. But he continues to work in the military and uh, volunteers his time now to oh, causes. No. And well, he's, he's uh, getting paid. He's getting well, I paid. know that, but I mean, he he didn't have to return. <laughs> he, you, gotta, you just got to take the legacy and poop on it, don't you? Uh, <laughs> Listen, Greg is ready to go. Two minutes in. Yeah, I know. He's ready to, to scrap. Here's the deal. Uh, uh, the colonel, is uh, he, he likes to be on the go. He likes to do stuff, so he has re-enlisted to a degree and is helping with the fires in Hawaii, I believe. Yep. is all I can say. Yeah. Um, that's and that's it. So we don't know when or if he'll be back or how soon whatever it is we just wish him well out there and hope that all is uh is good in his world either way david i just want to clear up in the chat it said did he go God. to aa he did not go to aa <laughs> no i no. want to make that clear i'm pretty the sure the military would not take him back if they knew he was a quitter so no, uh, he's not right. a quitter that's right yeah, speaking of which he's staying with it yes yeah i i got uh I got two new bottles from uh, family members who love me. Boom. You're welcome. You're welcome. Bowman Brothers. Uh, yeah. And uh, I never heard of this one. Uh, maybe I'm out of touch. Casey Jones Barrel Cut. You out of touch? I find that hard to believe. So, hey, I'm in my own little <laughs> world, man. I got I to gotta stay concentrated. 
All right. Speaking of concentration, paranormal detective, with your brand new uh, directional microphone, every time you lean away from it, it sounds like you've stepped into another room. So you need to be right in front of your microphone. Um, We got a lot to talk about. I do want to make a a very brief mention here, if I can, because we are just a day and a half away from this. The Anderson House, Wabashaw, Minnesota, a weekend paranormal investigation is taking place. I will be the lead investigator there with Greg Backen and Char Savoy. We are going to have an amazing weekend there. There's only, I think, four tickets that remain open to do the ghost hunts with us. The hotel itself is sold out to stay in, but there are other local bed and breakfasts and hotels that you can get for the weekend. Or if you're in the Twin Cities area or near Wabasha, Minnesota, you can uh, certainly go home after the investigations and after the day's events. But if you'd like more information, go check out darknessevents.com. A lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, I've got a big drink uh, loaded up tonight because I've got to be honest with you. I've looked at the news stories and I did my very best, but I've put, uh, I've put, the paranormal detective in Romania for one story. And hmm. I've put Chachi I mean, Poland. in uh, Poland. So yeah. this is words are going to be very hard. I've tonight. been phonetically spelling these things out all afternoon going, please don't. <laughs> yeah, all afternoon. I got yeah. these stories two weeks ago. Yeah. He's uh, he, you're not supposed to be talking about the time portal that lets you see these stories that far Before in Greg. advance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to it. This is uh, this is pretty intriguing. A Harvard physicist, says the one thing about UFOs that should terrify you, right? That's Harvard physicist Avi Loeb. He Uh said, the quiet part out loud while talking to Fox News Digital on Monday about UFOs, aliens, and his ongoing research into extraterrestrial life. Loeb believes that the proven existence of alien life should be enough to prompt humanity into a state of global unification. That's what he told Fox. The idea is aliens would force humanity to consider ourselves a united species rather than a diverse species who hate each other for largely mundane reasons. You've heard this idea before because it goes back to at least former President Ronald Reagan, and there was that summit meeting that he had with Mikhail Gorbachev where uh, it, it was very much very open. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, I think, is what they were looking at, that, hey, we're going to need to come together. And this was at the, the beginning of the Star Wars technology, right? And keeping an eye to the sky in case anything came in. Um, and people kind of laughed it off at the time. And with a cute name like Star Wars Project, I think they weren't taking it into full account. Now, I and Greg, you're, you're former military, so you know more about this. The Star Wars uh, project, they said, was basically just a way to kind of protect Earth and have a quicker response time if if we were attacked by our own people, right, here on planet Earth. Correct. Others believe that it was built to keep an eye on the skies and keep us protected from something that might be coming in. Is there truth on both sides of that? Well, one thing, it wasn't built. Uh, it was talked about and a lot of uh, um, good uh, work on the intelligence side of it uh, with a lot of uh, false receipts and things being paid for and all that stuff. And it wasn't happening. So it was a, it was a big Hmm. Intel thing to basically break the back of the Soviet union. They tried to keep up with it. uh, And basically it went bankrupt. So there we go. Sometimes Hmm. I think Greg knows too much about too much. I know. Right. But that's why I always ask him. Yeah. Seriously. He's a damn walking encyclopedia. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't read 
out loud. Listen, you, you didn't have to say that. We got hundreds of people watching right now that know that to be true, Greg. I can read inside. I can mm -hmm. read inside oh, me. Fair. Yeah. 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 In your head, smooth as Barry oh, White. It, it Outside, is. more like Jerry Lewis and the <laughs> Nutty Professor. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you. All right. So this idea has been bounced around the UFO community for decades. It's assumed that any announcement or discovery regarding alien life is a globalist psyop designed to destroy individual freedoms, enslave humanity, and usher in a new world order. I love an article that doesn't go straight to the conspiracy throat until no. the third paragraph. No. Yeah. Facts. Fact only now, facts, ma'am. Right. Here, here's where I like uh, another core theme within a staged alien invasion would be the attempt to kill God <laughs> in the eyes of our species. And Loeb has some feelings on how humanity might react to such an alien species that falls oddly in line with this aspect of the conspiracy. A very advanced scientific civilization is a good approximation to God, Loeb told Fox News Digital. Imagine a cave dweller visiting New York City and seeing all the gadgets and technology in terms of the lights appearing as a miracle to that lowly cave dweller. He went on to compare that thought to the situation of Moses and the burning bush. Uh, you'll, you'll want me to tell you the story about finding this picture when we're done with the story. You might not want just fair warning, friends, relatives, and country people. You may not just want to type burning bush into a browser and Helpful. not expect. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. They call that yeah. NSFW. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not safe for work at all. Anyway, uh, a very advanced scientific civilization is a good approximation to God, Loeb told the, uh, the Fox News. He went on to compare the situation to that of Moses and the burning bush. Loeb claimed that he has had, uh, uh, had he been there with Moses, he could have done a scientific study on the bush to give him more information on what was happening, but he didn't stop there. You can imagine that the superhuman civilization that understands how to unify quantum mechanics and gravity might actually be able to create a baby universe in a laboratory, a quality that we assign to God in most religious texts, he continued to say. Now, call me crazy, but this type of thinking is eerily in line with the UFO community's major concerns about the ramp-up in alleged alien activity. It is almost exactly what is described in Revelations 13 and other parts of Revelations in regard to the Antichrist. So, if the aliens do invade, those of us who fear God should not be afraid. We should be skeptical because there is no form of life as powerful as him anywhere in the universe. But there are plenty of life forms on earth today who believe themselves to be gods, and they are who we should really be worried about. I can't disagree with that article, although that I see that it is somewhat slanted towards uh, conspiracy and concern and maybe being a little too dismissive of some of these points. I still think it's an interesting conversation to be had. Uh, speaking of interesting conversations to be had, I like to find interesting pictures to post with our stories for those of you watching along. Sure. And I have found in stranger and stranger situations, like today, I Googled Avi Loeb, this professor, and up came hundreds of pictures of, unless this new position is called the Avi Loeb, I don't understand why those pictures were there. Now, directly above it, there were little 
circles that say like Avi Loeb physicist, Avi Loeb UFO, Avi Loeb this. So it knew I was in the right place, but it thought I deserved to see naked people more than just a picture of Avi Loeb. Those so is that AI? Internet. It's on the interwebs. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know if it's AI deciding for me, you need to take a break, UFO boy. Maybe instead of looking up more nerds and strange conversations, enjoy these boobs and sexual positions. Maybe that's what's really happening. And AI is trying to dictate my life for me or the government uh, is trying to, you know, and that's, I, I joke about that, but I shouldn't. Uh, there are many ufologists out there who have uncovered files on their computers they did not download that uh, have had them very concerned. And sure. you've heard about this too, right, Greg? I mean, some of these uh, ufologists- Absolutely have had to be very cautious because they are finding packets of information on their computers, folders of images they claim. And they're the ones coming forward about it that they claim they did not put out. It's not like they brought it into Best Buy and the geek squad found it. These people no. are finding these, these no, unopened when you, packages. When yeah. You, when you type in certain keywords into Google and little mm -hmm. flags pop up everywhere. So uh, as soon as, if they're serious enough at it and there's enough correlation with those types of, you know, analog programs, or right? Not, I guess it wouldn't be called an analog program. Um, but anyway, what they're looking for and they'll flag it and then they can put a bot in there or do whatever else just to watch your activity. Isn't so, that yeah. why you should choose private browsing mode on your uh, browser? Yeah, I'm sure that works really well. Yeah, I'm sure the government hasn't figured okay. out how to get past that at all. Good. There so I am, sucking all conspiratorial. Switching yeah. over, standby. Uh, Chachi, you've got a story yeah. to share with us. Number two, I didn't give you number one this week. <laughs> well, I got Good it. Night. I was so excited, so I pounded a drink before we got on here. Um, oh God! So All again, right, because I had the stories two weeks ago, I had some chance to do yes. some research. So I've got a little surprise. For, a little surprise at the end, Dave. Ooh. Oh, all right, Greg, you might be surprised too. I'll get ready. King Charles has been called on to release the truth on UFOs. Now, real fast, that picture. Isn't that a little casual for a king? It looks like he's more trying like a, to come across as the people's king. Yeah, he's like, like a, a Tinder profile. Tinder. <laughs> yes, Tinder it's profile. exactly. It's right. the Tinder profile. Yeah. Yeah. My hobbies include ruling over the masses and reading books by Stephen King. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let me let you in a little secret, right? Okay. He has been under pressure recently to call on the UK government to release more information about UFOs and the possibility of extraterrestrial life in order to help prepare for the country's first contact with aliens. Now, hold on. I don't mean to be dismissive, but I'm probably going to be dismissive here. All right. All right, here we go. And Greg, I'm going to need you as our, our, <laughs> and I our feel counsel. important tonight. You should, because maybe I'm wrong on this, but people demanding that the king gets the government to open up is kind of like people writing in to the colonel demanding that his ghost tell us what the 11 herbs and spices are, right? He's yeah, a figurehead at this point. He has no power to, nope. hey, if you could please just go ahead and tell us about your affairs. That would be delightful. <laughs> when you said the colonel and referred yeah. to him being oh. dead, I wondered where Marty was. You scared no, the crap I meant, out of me. Uh, I okay. meant Colonel Sanders. The All original. right, you didn't yeah. say Sanders. Yeah. You said we have Marty's herbs and yeah. spices right here. Whoa. Yeah. So the king 
it, people can call out to the king yep. asking for this, king. but the yeah. king has no real power, right? Isn't this? Aren't they just figureheads of a of an figureheads. obsolete? Spend a lot of money. Civilization that spend all yeah, literally hundreds of millions of dollars a year of the UK yeah. folks' money. Well, listen, let, let me tell you a little more. Gets better. Okay, right. throw that picture up again. I like that Tinder thing. The king, like his mm -hmm. late father, Prince Philip has an interest in UFOs, according Ooh. to a Mr. Mark Christopher Lee, who has a new documentary entitled God versus Aliens, which examines the impact the discovery of extraterrestrial beings would have on religion, the UK Mirror reported. Hmm. Mr. Lee argued that Charles, as the head of the Church of England, has a duty to prepare the millions of followers of the church around the world for the impact of disclosure that we are not the only sentient life in the universe. I'm calling on our king, he says, to put pressure on the prime minister to release the truth about what the UK knows about UFOs to the public. They also need to put pressure on the US government, which of course they can't do, mm -hmm. and other governments worldwide. They're powerless. This is not something that affects the US, but a worldwide phenomenon. My new film... God versus Aliens is about this impact and how people can prepare for massive changes to their place in the world. It would be the biggest paradigm shift of them all. Religion has survived Copernicus and Galileo, Darwin and evolution, but would it survive if other sentient life brought their own beliefs or non-beliefs and imposed them upon us? Nick Pope, former head of the UK's UFO program, there's Mr. Pope right there on Fox News, also proposed the idea that aliens could even have their own religious beliefs and gods they worship. I don't think that's too far out there to believe. Mm -mm. He says, what if the aliens brought their own, he calls them crazy gods, something that we would regard as just weird and crazy. What if they would impose them upon us? These are the questions we might have to face. And so as I thought about this, I remember being on a trip to England a few years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and Dave Schrader loves antique stores. Not as much as he loves Goodwill stores. True. But I remember cruising through the park down there, and I came upon a book, and I couldn't remember the name of it. And as I went through my vast library of paranormal books, I found it. It's called The Prince and the Paranormal. Oh, mm -hmm. I picked this up on a Dave Schrader trip. Uh, it's called The Psychic Bloodline of the Royal Family. Hmm. And one of, the, uh, one of the taglines here is, does the Prince of Wales lead ghost hunting expeditions through the corridors of Windsor Castle? Huh. Does he? Listen, I buy the books. As you can tell, it has not been broken the spine. Okay. <laughs> this is a vast decoration. All real books, not read. <laughs> Only and thing so, that's actually being used off those shelves yeah, are the bottles yeah. of booze. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my uh, books and bottles. Yes. Both. The books do not get open. The bottles do. Mm. So yeah. um, my goal <laughs> is next week to come back yep. to you with a uh -huh. full review of this book. Wow. Is, hold on. Uh, 238 pages. Um, I purchased this, and I know we have a gentleman on from London. Uh, I believe it's called Kidderminster. Kidderminster, England. Hmm. At a Christian bookstore, of all things. A Christian mm. bookstore paranormal book. So, next week, full review. I'll need a good 30 minutes to get through that.
So when they say that the king is in charge of the Church of England, is that again another figurehead title? I mean, does he really yeah. have any sway in the church? No, he, no. He, does, he doesn't go there. He doesn't get to preach. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Although what it did weird... come in handy with the whole divorce thing. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. He could just, yeah. just pardon that one. And then he right on to royal timber. Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> Timber. Uh, yeah. Timber. Yeah, don't mix that. I learned that lesson the hard way. Don't check out Timber. It is just gay lumberjacks. And I mean, uh, I had a great time and the guys were wonderful, but uh was not what I expected at all. That was Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Bowman Brothers is very nice. Is it smooth? Yeah, it's very nice. Good. Nice. All right, uh, Gregory, believe it hey, or not, buddies. hey, you've got a story to share. Where are we well, going? Here we go. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's jump back into the alien thing here. Yes. Aliens will reveal themselves in 2027 claims ex-CIA agent John Ramirez right there. He uh, worked with Greg, the elusive. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind real fast, sure. does a CIA officer, once they're retired, still continue to receive briefings? Or are they completely out of it? Uh, you know, I have no idea, uh, but there's Speaking a difference. Up, I believe between, everything you say. Yeah, there's a difference between a CIA <laughs> agent and a CIA officer, and a in a CIA analyst. And what do you know? What those differences are. Oh yeah. So here he is, a GS fifteen CIA officer. Uh, worked with the elusive government agency for many years, has recently spoken out saying that all the talk over the discovery of UFOs and the government's cover-up is making them want to come forward. Ramirez claimed that the accusations of cover-up are merely a way to get the people ready for the big reveal. And he said this big reveal will be in 2027. We're kind of preparing the U.S. population, at least, and by extension, the world population, to this reality, he said. Uh, that there is a presence here and that we need to explain this presence. Because if they show up and we continue to do what we've done in previous decades, there will be mass panic, he said. In the past, the American government has denied unexplained alien events such as the incident in Roswell, New Mexico, back in 1950. It was actually 1947, but that's beside the point. Hmm. Um, more recently, a former Air Force intelligence officer claimed the U.S. is concealing a long-standing program that retrieves and reverse engineers unidentified flying objects. In a statement, a defense Department spokesperson said investigators have not discovered any viable information to substantiate claims that any program regarding possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial material have existed or either in the past or currently exist. Ramirez claimed that these denials were gearing up for the ultimate reveal of UFOs and other alien life forms, and those revelations will come in 2027. In many ways, I think the word has gotten out within the government that they're showing up in 2027 and we better be prepared, he said. He continued, I have heard 2027 in kind of an official capacity that I can't reveal. I would say that the people in government are aware of something happening and that there is limited time, just a few more years to prepare the people. Back to you, Dave. That's... uh. It, that sounds ominous. Do you think they want it to sound that ominous, Greg? Yeah, 2027, man. 
It's right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming up quick, whether we want yep. it to or not. Ooh, wow, look that, how big my better. head got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been th- we've been thinking that for a year and a half. Man. Somebody mentioned in the comments. I, I've Somebody, you say? Yeah. yeah. Somebody mentioned that Greg's face would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, listen, this is a compliment. I want to share it. He probably didn't see it. Okay. So that Greg's face, especially the color that he displays, would mm-hmm. make a beautiful color for a drum set. Hmm. Interesting. I thought that was very acuitive. Acuitive? Acuitive? I don't think that's a word. Can we have somebody in the oh. chat room smarter than us look that up? I want to see hashtag acuitive. <laughs> I need someone to spell that first. Yeah. Uh, the the Dempster <laughs> says, if aliens do make contact in 2027, maybe they will ensure fair elections, LOL. Face purple, wide eyes, face grinning or green smiling. Is that uh, describing me? You? Yeah, that's what it seems wow. like. Yeah. Thanks. Andrew says, Violet, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Come Other on, people y'all. say you look more like a chunk of blueberry bubblegum. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know who but, said that. Hey, but- I would like to say this, though, but you are an extremely handsome looking piece of blue. And knowledgeable. He's a damn yeah. encyclopedia. And knowledgeable. By hey, the way, you I wanna- asked him a question. Yeah. Right, this is your show, Dave. That's all right. Go ahead. Finish it up so then I can do what I, I need. I to asked do. him to <laughs> explain if he knew the differences, and he said he did, and then he went into the story. He didn't explain the differences. I made note of that. The Hashtag the differences. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the different uh, CIA yeah, analysts. Yeah, they have or, different jobs. Yeah, a CIA officer, you're not going to really come out and do stuff. CIA agent um, isn't going to come out and say, hey. I've been doing a whole bunch of work over in Russia. I'm not going to say that. Hmm. But just saying, there's a difference between agent, officer, and analyst. So I met a wonderful new friend at this past event. Ooh. And um, I can't, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not say. So I'm going to be cautious in this. Was this your his first story? No, it was not. No, that was, I told you, okay. that was only the lumberjack. Um, so here's we, we're chatting, and uh, they worked for a three-letter agency, and were stationed in a foreign country. Um, she, uh, you know, to oh, so get she, where they were to get where they were. Of course, they needed to be highly vetted and pass many tests. And where they were stationed was very haunted, like to the level and degree in which she wanted to leave and this sounds like an amazing horror movie because they were trapped by their own predicament because of who they were and because of what they were and their position her husband who didn't believe it at first but came to believe that there was something very wrong and something definitely happening he said uh, something to the effect of, and what do we do? Who do we tell and what do we tell them? We need to leave because our house is haunted. We will lose everything, everything we've worked hard for, everything that we've worked to establish, all of the testing we've been through, we will be done. 
I was terrified listening to the story with that element in mind, because if your life has been committed to this position in the government, and now your life is an afterlife is in, in dilemma and you can't get away. It's like, you know, people are like, well, I just leave the house or I would go buy a new house or I'd move out and sell it or I'd burn it to the ground. They can't do this. This would deeply impact and affect their lives. And this person went on to tell me other elements of how they believe they got haunted. I am encouraging her to get together with uh, a writer friend of mine to get this story told and whatever they can legally do or say and um, get this story told. And then I'm going to have Bob Merch or one of my friends that's connected to uh, Blumhouse take it to them because this movie needs to be made. Guys, when I tell you it was terrifying to listen to, I am not exaggerating. Hearing her explain what they went through, completely crazy. Great stuff. Great story. You know, Dave. I completely crazy. I don't mean she's insane. I believed every word and I hung on everything she said. But it was, you had that sense of claustrophobia and terror because they had no place to go and they had children. You know, Dave. In three weeks, you and I are going to be in Vernal, Utah for Phenomicon. Yes. And there will be a person there that I'm going to introduce you to. They're an attendee, three-letter agency. Uh, Talk to them multiple times about a particular situation. And when you talk to someone like that, that is holding a clearance, uh, and they're being very you know, careful about what they say, but they're still so freaked out about something that they're reaching out to all of the unconventional ways of trying to figure this out. Um, it says something, you know, when, when, when somebody can pass all of those psych exams that you have to pass and then pass your background, get all those interviews, get all that stuff done, and then go through an experience where they come forward and reach out to me or reach out to you. It says something. Yeah. It, it's disturbing as hell. Yeah. Um, very cool. I and I've got to tell you, I went and I did the event at Hillview Manor in uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. My first time there. Heather Taddy was there for the first day on Friday. She was doing a, a ghost tour and walk. And I'd asked you, man, if I join you at some point. She's like, no, that'd be great. But I had this great guy Dale walk me around the building and take me into some of the quote unquote hotspots. And we did this. We're moving around, checking out the stories, checking out. And I, we're walking down this one hall and I stop and I just look down this hall. Guys, I cannot explain the effect this building had on me. I had what I can only explain as spider sense. And in the truest form of the cartoon character, my head began to vibrate and buzz like I've never felt in my life. I, I could tell you without any hesitation, something very wrong happened in this hallway. And we passed by it, but the guy watched me and he goes, why did you stop there? And I go, I'll tell you later, just take me where we're going. And we went down and we were in, in one of the halls and, um, Angelo's hall. And there was this room where this uh, person that stayed there allegedly took their lives or took their life. And, uh, I got direct voice phenomena and EVP while we were there with the group. We had a large group of people down the hall and they had those sh- uh, tracking lights going down the hall. And 
they would zing down the hall and like something was down there. So I eventually took my recorder and put it down at the end of the hall, walked back to the group, and I, I clapped twice so that we could all be set and you could now know the recorder knows I'm nowhere near it, right? We got screams and yells. It was bonkers. After we do our dog and pony show on that floor and we had some really remarkable moments, I head back down and I feel pulled into that hallway I start doing EVP and I get immediate responses, like immediate. I come out and then they tell me that the legend is uh, somebody had been taken down there, violated sexually and beaten brutally. And guys, I kid you not, I felt something so off. It was a, a mixture of anxiety, overwhelming sadness and fear, and the fact that they were there in that hallway, no doubt about it. And the second night during our ghost hunt, we went there with this group and we were getting remarkable EVP down Angelo's hallway. I took them over. I took a few of the ladies that were sensitive down the hall with me because I felt that this woman's spirit was there and I wanted her to feel safer talking with the woman. And we were getting responses and full sentences being whispered and spoken. And it was, it was beyond belief. And then one of the women said, the energy, the male energy is in that room right next. That's why she's so afraid. And I went in and had my recorder going and I was getting these guttural screams and yells from inside the room. And I did a clearing and binding prayer came out and we tried to do a healing prayer for the soul and spirit. But it was, this place was one of the most powerful haunted locations I've ever honestly been in. Um, and then, and this is, this was all on the first night that I had all that other stuff happen. And then we went down to the basement and Richard, who's a buddy of ours has been on some of these events with us and some of these tours, Richard was in there set up with a friend of his, and it was just the two of them in the basement. And Dale and I walked in and I went over and sat down and there were these chairs filled with toys and music boxes and knickknacks and paddy wax and giving a dog a bone. There was everything there. Right. And the, it's so dark in that room, but you could see the door we came in on is lit like red because of the exit sign, not too far from it. And Dale is standing mostly in that door frame, right? And I'm talking to the guys and I turn and Dale is gone. And I lift up my camera to take a picture. And because it's low light setting, I get great pictures. But when you hit the, the snap picture, it takes three seconds because it's doing a, a wide exposure. As it did, somebody walked past the door, full on walk past. I saw head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And I go, Dale, is that you? Dale, are you still in the room? And I hit the flashlight. He's standing in the room. He's like, yeah, why? And I go, dude, get out there. Somebody just walked past the door. So he runs out in the hall. I join him. There's nobody there. One way out, a big heavy door. You would have heard it. We go out. We do EVP, immediately get responses. And I go, we saw you walk down the hall. Where were you going? clear as day outside. And I go, were you a resident here or an employee resident? Amazing. Amazing. I physically saw this person walk past the door and we had an immediate conversation. It was crazy. We've got to do a Hillview Manor event, maybe a full on paranormal 60 Hillview Manor event where we just take over Hillview Manor for the weekend That's and do some live shows and do some ghost hunting. It's it's off the charts. And you had never been to this venue, correct? No, no. H had you ever heard about it before? 
Yeah, of course. I mean, it's one of those places that's been on different TV shows and paranormal lockdown and, and, uh, stuff like that. So I've seen it, I've heard about it, but it's, you know, until you're there, no matter what you hear, you've still got that skeptical side of you going, sure. yeah, but really, and that we were having so much activity was just unbelievable. It was so much fun. I can't wait to get back there real quickly. We need to take a break. We'll come back. We've got more to discuss right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. And we're back. This is the best in Paranormal Talk Radio. This is the Paranormal 60 News. I am your host and anchor, Dave Schrader, along with me, the Paranormal Detective, Greg Lawson, and on the far end, one and only Chachi. We are all here, and we're going to be together in Austin at the... Um, upcoming event galaxy con that's taking place there i'm looking forward to being a part of that with you guys and uh, hopefully the colonel will be in town and can join us but uh, galaxy con austin texas we're going to be doing talks hanging out uh greg and i are going to do a couple talks with nikki folsom are we yeah uh, and then uh, the Paranormal 60 News crew, we're going to do a talk where we're going to all pull some of our favorite news stories from the past year, talking about some of the weirdest, most unusual paranormal news from this past year in the only fashion that is that it should be done with us and hopefully some beer. Dave, is there a chance there could be a Uranus story in there? We can only hope that Uranus makes a, a, a stop by. Yeah. Dave? Now, before mm -hmm. Austin, I believe there is a very large Paracon before then, though, correct? Yes, Michigan Paracon, where Greg, the paranormal detective, and I will both be in attendance. Uh, Dave? That's right. Yeah, I, I would like to make an announcement, if you don't mind. You Is there an, an announcement to be made? There is, Dave. Okay, what would that announcement be? Should Just be? this morning. Yes? I spoke with Mr. Brad Blair. 
Oh, mm-hmm. Brad Blair. Of, Brad, uh, uh, you, yeah, he of, runs Michigan yeah. Paracon. Michigan Paracon. Familiar. Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell you this, but this okay. is a first for our listeners. Okay. I will be attending ah. Michigan Paracon. Wow. You will? You're going to get on the little airplane? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anybody that knows me, I fly all over the world, not on little airplanes. So I will fly into Detroit on Thursday, oh. and I'll drive my happy little behind the four or five hours up to, uh, uh, where's that place? Not Sage. Sault Ste. Uh, Marie. Sault Ste. Marie. Okay. And I will join my friends, Mr. Lawson and Mr. Schrader. Nice. At, say, at the Paracon. And yeah. I will be there, and I will release this thing. Hold it up so people can see it. For those of us that are listening and not watching, the book is called Messages from Mothman. Greg Lawson, uh, M-E-D, Med, Medic. Is that what it stands for? I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, he's got a brand new book. Got the Ford by Chip Coffee right there. Boom. By who? Chip Coffee. You know what bothered me? I saw that on Twitter. (laughs) I didn't even hear that from Greg. I saw it on Twitter that he was releasing that book. Somebody released it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, great. So publisher. listen, I'd like to know if anybody that's in the uh, the live chat right now will also be at MIP next week. MIP, yeah, you know me. Yeah, let us know. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to see and interact with all of you at Michigan Paracon. Uh, and Greg, yes, let's uh, let's plan on getting you on here in another couple of weeks. Some litigious from Mothman on a Monday night. What do you think? I would love that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on. A show what? just you and Greg. It's happened before, and it yeah, will happen yeah, again. Monday. If I read a book, can I be on a show with you, Dave? If you, <laughs> you read, read a book, book? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, it, I re- if I read this book, can I yeah. go on your show yeah. and talk about the book I read? Yes, oh, yeah. and it can't just be the cover. I want you to read all of the pages in between, God, Chachi. I am I'm never going to be on his show. I'm never yeah, going to be on show. I, I think it's more purple. I think they had it right. You're kind of like a giant piece of blueberry uh, bubble gum. <laughs> you have filters? <laughs> Uh, well, blueberry bubblegum fit as a as a hashtag. I got to write that down. Hashtag pen. blueberry bubblegum. Make it fit. Uh, um, yeah, just smaller. I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Make it fit. Yeah. All uh, right. Let me get into it here. We've got a bunch of stories we've got to cover. Uh, we've got 20 minutes left in this 60-minute profile. Let's see what we can get through. Ladies and gentlemen, a 19th century vampire. Oh, look at that. Found buried in New England. Has been uncovered. The the story behind a 19th century vampire who was found buried in rural Connecticut in 1990 has baffled scientists for decades. John Barber was about 55 when he was first buried in Griswold, Connecticut in the 1800s. But when his remains were uncovered more than 150 years later, he had been decapitated and his skull and thigh bones had been placed across his rib cage. It looked like a skull and crossbones motif, a a Jolly Roger. I'd never seen anything like it, Connecticut State archaeologist Nick Bellantoni told the Smithsonian Magazine in 2012. The remains have intrigued researchers ever since. But in recent years, DNA analysis has helped scientists uncover the tale behind the vampire's remains. Scientists, however, still can't agree on why he was placed in such an unusual position. When a child first ran home saying he'd seen a skull in a hillside gravel mine in the 1990s, police cordoned off the site. The area had never been known to be a cemetery, and local law enforcement believed the remains could belong to the victim of local serial killer Michael Ross. 
the Smithsonian Magazine reported back in 2012. But scientists quickly identified the bones were more than 100 years old. The site contained 29 burials, and that was pretty typical of the 17 and 1800s. One set of remains, however, stood out. The body's feet, ribcage, and spine were all in the right position, but the skull and thigh bones had been removed. Because of its unusual position, archaeologists believe the body was thought to have belonged to a vampire. For decades, the Connecticut vampire was known only as JB-55. After the initial JB that was carved into the brass tacks used to close the coffin. But DNA analysis coupled with genealogy research restored the man's name in 2019. John Baker, a 55-year-old man who died in the area in 1826. Further analysis found out that Baker died of tuberculosis, which was then a poorly understood disease known as consumption, and it ravaged the area. Baker was likely a fairly modest farmer in his life, and it's likely that it was only in his death that he would have gained his status as a potential vampire. You see, tuberculosis is accompanied by dramatic weight loss, graying of the skin, and blood being coughed up, which many have been frightened by. When archaeologists talk about vampires, they don't really mean the blood-sucking immortal beings seen in movies and shows like Twilight or True Blood who roam around in full flesh looking for their next victims. Findings do suggest, however, that many cultures have shared a belief that the dead could come back to haunt the living. Remains throughout human history have been buried with things like stones in their mouth. Ugh, how about that? Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, just absolutely freaky kind of situations. Stones in their mouths, sickles across their throats, or the bodies nailed to the ground. Archaeologists often assign these unusual burial practices to some sort of revenant or vampire local lore. That is probably what happened in New England around the early 1800s when a vampire panic seems to have swept the area 200 years after the witch panic. The Smithsonian. Let's have a drink. <laughs> oh, wow. We haven't had yeah. one of those in a couple wow. of weeks. Wow. The Smithsonian. Dave, I would not have expected that from you. Yeah, me neither. <sighs> words, words is hard, boys. Mm. All right. That happened 200 years after the witch panic, the Smithsonian. God bless America. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Two in a row? Come on. After the magazine reported in 2012, Baker's skeleton isn't the only vampire remains that were found in the area. Archaeologists point to the Jewett City Vampires, mm. a family that had died from tuberculosis that local news outlets at the time reported were exhumed and then burned. This isn't as crazy as it sounds. When, when diseases or crop failures cause widespread deaths, humans didn't have the scientific knowledge to fully understand what was happening. Gravediggers burying the dead in busy plots would uncover bodies that they mistakenly thought had signs of life, like movement because of bloating, fingernails that appeared to have grown, or liquids spewing out of their mouth, insiders previously reported. So it would not have been a huge cognitive leap to think wrongly that the dead were, in fact, rising from their grave. And we've heard this story, guys. We've yep. been to yep. many different countries where grave robbing was the way of the land. That's how you Common, made your, yeah. your living. Um, it was illegal to steal any of the belongings, but 
it was fair game to go in there and get the bodies. And the bodies would then be sold to um, medical universities for testing and training. It's really very strange. Um, anyway, the I, I also want to mention that this Monday, New England Legends tackles this story. We're going to have the episode for you here under the umbrella of the Paranormal 60 for you audio listeners. So for any of you watching these shows, you only get to see the Paranormal 60 live Mondays and Wednesdays. But if you subscribe to the audio podcast, every Monday is New England Legends podcast. Every Tuesday, you get the Monday Night Live broadcast. Every Wednesday, we have off. Every Thursday, you get the broadcast from Wednesday night's live show. And then Fridays, we go to the land down under where we get to listen to True Hauntings podcast with Ann and Renata from Australia. It's a good show. Taking us into some of the world's most impressive haunts and you know, kind of dissecting the stories and breaking them down. Are they real or are they not? And I will make another quick mention as well. March of 2024, it's here. If you would be interested in joining me in Australia, along with Anne and Renata, we're going to be investigating the drop bear. We're going to be investigating ghosts and poltergeists. We're going to be investigating the night skies in search of alien craft. And we're going to get to go pet wallabies and koalas. And I can't wait. Oh, that's my favorite part. I love to really play do with that the animals. Dave? Yes, we are doing that. Okay. All right. Yes. No, that was part of the stipulation. My rider said, I want no W's <laughs> in my M&M's. And I demand uh, that we stop at an animal reserve somewhere. That was, I got to be honest with you guys. I went, what, like six, seven years ago? My favorite part was when they took me to the animal preserve and I could pet and feed the wallabies by hand and so cuddle with a koala. Speak speak that way. Oh, speak what way? You know. Australian? Yeah. We're there in search of the drop bear. Crikey, yeah. have a look at him. He's a guy, hey, mate? Fosters. It's Australian for beer. That's right. Dave, so I'm when excited. you were a regular guy, you didn't have a rider. Remember that? No, I've always had a rider. Oh, have you? Since I was a child, I've uh, practiced Jeez. my autograph. Yeah. I have demanded things unceremoniously uh, just for being in the room. Um, and I don't want to brag, but uh, maybe I'll show the commercial sometime. I've put it on my social media. If you follow me on the Ticking Talk, you can go watch a kind of a grainy representation of the commercial I did for United Building Centers when I was known as manager Tom Huber. Wait a minute. You Didn't were you do a pancake UBC? thing too? Hmm? Do you do, do a pancake commercial? No, I think that's Dustin Perry. Oh, okay. That was in a pancake commercial right. uh, on the sure. East Coast. Like so, no, I wasn't that a thing? Seriously? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like <laughs> I know. I think it was like Dunk, Dunkin' Donuts or something, wasn't it? We'll have to talk to him. Uh, but uh, yes, I've been a pain in the ass with a inflated ego for most of my life. I, I haven't seen that side of you. Well, ladies wow. and gentlemen, we're about to see that side of us because we are ooh, fifty minutes into the show. Don't let me read. Chachi, Chachi's been Don't drinking. Read. <laughs> and this story takes us to Poland. Oh, God. So get your All drinks right. ready. Greg, let's just uh, clink glasses now, buddy, because we right know there, what's coming. Yeah. It's really my time? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Just trying, Chris. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, Chachi. Archaeologists make terrifying <laughs> discovery Jeez. of a 17th century vampire child. In Poland. Mm. Ben Turner, you're always a good supporter of mine. I need you right now, buddy. Mm -hmm. Delving deep into history, 
Mm. A recent archaeological find in Poland reminds us of the ancestral fear of vampires and nocturnal creatures that haunted the dreams of Europeans. In the 17th century, back when I was born, a vampire child was buried in a cemetery. Mm. His body was laid face down, fettered, Mm -hmm. that's a big Mm. word, by a triangular pod... <laughs> I was almost through the first paragraph, everybody. Yeah. Fettered by a triangular padlock. Yeah. A fascinating story is told. I love that you could say triangular twice with no problems. The padlock, the padlock is, is what threw you. Pat, yeah. That's, pat, yeah. Pat. We haven't even had a Polish word yet. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on. Come fascinating on, story is told through his bones and the earth around him. Located. In Pien, and I looked that up, mm-hmm. near Ostromeco, the cemetery where the child was discovered seems to have been reserved for society's outcasts. Mm. Those who, for one reason or another, could not rest in peace in Christian cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Notably, this cemetery also revealed another secret the previous year. You know what that mm. was? A female vampire, what? so fettered by a padlock, was unearthed not far from this young child. <laughs> so there was an archaeology professor who headed up this dig. What's his name? Do you know? Mr. Polinsky. Uh-huh. Is it Darius Polinsky? That's what I would call him, Darius mm-hmm. Polinsky. <laughs> yep. He confirms the proximity uh-huh. of the two tombs mm-hmm. located just two meters for those Americans at six feet yeah. apart. He then goes on to describe the atmosphere at the time. Uh-huh. Sudden death, my, my least favorite death, was yeah. something the people of the time were taught to fear. Really? I would think sudden death would be what you'd want. No. Yeah, I don't want to see it no. coming. I Listen, want take the picture death. down for a moment. Okay, we got some time. Oh, wow. Pull, wow. Pull the picture, picture down. Here we go. Okay, all right. The picture's down. Sudden death scares yeah. the behesus out of me. Yeah, it's no good. You'd, Thanks, Greg. You know, goodbyes. No. Right? No, no good screams. I mean, a wood chipper, a combine, everybody's going to remember. It's going to be the transition is going to be uncomfortable, but I everybody won't remember. Remember that going. guy that had the, the real red face? And he's. And like it's going to happen on this show. There's one one day we're just gonna we're just gonna push the paranormal detective one too many times, and he's literally just gonna scanners out and <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Listen, I'm I do we'll air that. I will air that episode in Patreon. We'll air that episode only on the Patreon channel. <laughs> Listen, I look at how hot his head just turned purple. Who's? Another shade, Greg. Oh, yeah, Greg. Right. No, you, you're the same drunken pallor of ivory that you started off with. I'm just going to get new lights as well. Scotch brown. Do. Yeah, that's what you should do. We listen. We haven't been. We haven't been popping up when people are are. Uh, uh, what do they call it when they put what the, they're saying? The money messages? No, the, yeah. no, no, no we did. We popped up that there was twenty bucks. Come on, you man. just focus on you, pretty boy, and let me do the hard stuff. Listen, it's a tough job. Um, <laughs> did you see the one where they gave Greg money mm-hmm. to get his face fixed? Did you see that one? No, hey, it wasn't me. You look at me like it was me, uh, Greg. Me I didn't. See. I didn't it's, put the money in there. It's, it's fifty-three uh, minutes forty-seven seconds right now. Lori, really Jim, hold on. Wait. Lori no, just no. said, "Quit teasing Greg. He's gonna poop." Why would she say that? 
<laughs> it's already <Glory>. happened. <laughs> It's already uh, happened. So okay. Sandra, we've missed this. Sandra earlier on in the show said glad yep. to be joining in tonight with a nine ninety nine show of love. Sybil Winfield with twelve bucks, she upped the ante by two dollars and one cent. Said Greg, here's some money to help you with your lighting. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Sybil. The Devster <laughs> donated ten dollars, saying, Dave, can you give us your most frightened expression? <laughs> that was it right there and then pc aka paul just dropped a 20 bill on what? us and he said the show rocks watching you yank one another's chain cracks me up <laughs> reminds me of many poker games i had with buddies long ago also looking forward to seeing greg on sor oh Boom. interesting wait so your new book is coming out you've already booked a different show first where where's it going uh spaced out radio who does that Dave uh, Scott, our buddy Dave Scott, not Dave Foley. <laughs> nope, nope. Okay. Listen, oh, but wait, wait a second though. Okay. I do have to take one quick last second. Ben Turner throwing in ten says Chachi is God. God, I, I love tell that you. guy. I love Ben Turner. Can that we just be finish up this story? I love Ben Turner. Listen, listen. Did you hear that, Greg? Did you see all the spit when he came out? Wow. Man, Don donations are being accepted for spit guards for Greg and I. Five <laughs> and Paranormal Pixie, who's normally yeah. pretty mm -hmm. supportive. Yes, relatively quiet. Always pretty, mostly supportive. Yep. Just said, Greg's drinking blueberry Whoa. schnapps again. See? <laughs> you are the highlight of my week. Yes, I am. Pixie Paranormal. I think she means the whole show, but you what, know is, what was his yeah. what was his story about? I'm I'm not following. He's coming really slow. Yeah, I know. It's because he's trying to not screw up, so he's talking, and it sounds like he's playing a 40. Like we're on PBS. I do love violent records. I feel like we're on yeah. PBS. Okay, so basically, let's yeah. catch this up. Listen, a vampire child from the 17th century has been found. Archaeologists uh, have described that they found these two tombs that were just two meters apart. He goes on to describe the atmosphere at the time, sudden death, being something that these two don't want, but I do. I just want to be sitting here and have my head cleaved off and not know what even happened. Wow. Yeah, that's and the way I want to go. We found out there were there were uh, graves two meters apart, which I converted yeah, to I American. Said that. Of, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So listen, all right. So uh, let's bottom line, up. listen. Oh, uh, listen, God. Dave. Dave. I'm a professional. Drunk. <laughs> Come on. This type of padlock. Yes. Had a clear purpose, Dave. Th throw a video. Throw something up so you don't have to look at me. I, I, I need okay. Some, I need some. <laughs> distract. It's distracting. Isn't it? I need a distraction. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is that? What... Yeah. <laughs> the padlock was was to prevent the deceased from rising again and haunting the living. Hmm. By tying the feet firmly with the padlock, the mm -hmm. villagers hoped to put an end to any risk of resurrection. So wait a minute. Let me let me get this straight. So I've died. I'm going to come back as a vampire, relive, but the thing that's going to keep me is tying my ankles together. Correct. Go to adamandeve.com. They have stuff that can tie no, your ankles together. No, don't do I'm that. Just, You're not an advertiser. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do not go to adamandeve.com. Thank you. Mm -mm. It would seem that those buried in the cemetery were unusual individuals. <laughs> you know, listen, as I heard myself say that, it didn't even sound right to my own head. Listen to the business and the business and the Come on, man. Yes. 
Those who behaved strangely or suffered from <laughs> unexplained illnesses. Yes. Some found their final resting place here after a sudden and mysterious death. I do not want a Southern Southern. <laughs> Is that like Southern? Yeah. I do not want a Southern. God dang it. I just did it again. I do not want a sudden. Sudden? Sudden? What's the word? I would like a sudden death to this story. <laughs> All right. Right now. Greg, yeah, how, do you feel better? how do you feel better about sudden death, Greg? I'm All asking you. All the way to the last, last paragraph. No, I this do, is it. That was it. No, no. I get No, no. Oh, Dave, let me finish. Listen, I want a long, drawn-out death. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're putting us all through it. <laughs> oh, I knew that. <laughs> I saw it. I said I saw it. It would seem that those who, who were buried in the cemetery were unusual individuals. Those, <laughs> I think Come I read on. What did you just say? <laughs> let me, I'm going to read stop. that sentence. Let me, Somebody let me get by to stop. Somebody. No. This, is, this is the translation. Okay. It would seem that those buried in the cemetery were unusual individuals. I believe what Chachi said was, it would seem to bury to individuals. Sad. Yeah, man. that's it. Drink some more to steady your nerves, please. According to Matteo uh-huh. Barini. Yes. Which, like Greg, is an expert mm-hmm. in forensic anthropology. Yes. Vampiric burials are an ancient tradition dating back to the 14th century mm-hmm. in Christian Europe, which I think okay. at the time Prince Charles uh he had control of Christian Europe. <laughs> Christian Europe, yeah. Sandra, just stay with me. We're almost done. These burials were often the consequence of mass deaths. The Black Pig fruit. Mm. What did I just say? The Black what? <laughs> you want us to know? Do I need to <laughs> I translate again? Uh, oh. Listen, the result of pandemics and large-scale poisoning. Listen, we just went through a pandemic. The only and one... poisoning. <laughs> yeah. T. Harp says, geez, guys, I think I'd welcome a sudden death right now with this hot mess. Yeah. All right, listen, I, would agree, last, I would agree. Last two sentences. <laughs> oh, please. Debster says, I'm not so think as you drunk I am. That's Debster, about it. so nice all night. Yeah, yeah. Listen, put, put up a word about J.R. Scary. Look what he said. Or no, two just get sentences. to the story. No, Focus on reading what you've I got instead of... Mm. Listen, this archaeological want, discovery no, in I Poland want to do it, offers us... This archaeological wait, wait, discovery do you guys see the, in Poland. Yeah. Thank okay. you. So this archaeological discovery in Poland offers us a window onto the beliefs and fears of a bygone era. The remains of the past remind us what mankind has always sought to understand and master what was feared even through death. And that, Incredible. ladies and gentlemen, is what a God, sober I man reading show. sounds like. I'm sorry. Hey, listen. Great, Dave. Listen, come mm-hmm. to Michigan Paracon. Yes. Right. Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember... I think his mic is going out. 1990, I drank old granddad and threw up in a parking lot of a hostel. (laughs) Fast forward to 2021, I think, and I vomited in a hotel at Michigan Paracon. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Okay. So listen, if you want to have fun, just come to Michigan Paracon. Yes, trying to make Chachi vomit. The three of us. Yeah, buy buy Chachi lots of dragon's milk. He loves no, him some Dragon's Game of Thrones breath, dragon's it? milk. No, dragon's milk is the name of the beer that puts yeah, you under. Leslie okay. Trailer donates twenty dollars and admits to meeting a bloodsucker or two. She's enjoying the show. Listen, Great show. Thank you. PMC Ryan said, "What will happen first? Greg will go 
completely blue by the end of the show, <laughs> or Chachi makes it through a story without slurring. Cool. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna freaking blow. I'm giving it to Greg. Yeah, some yeah. yeah. Wait, what's our leaking this? What did you just say? You're pretty sure you're gonna blow something. <laughs> what? This is a family show, Dave. I'm, I'm aware of I'm that. Out. Wondering I'm why out. you said that. Yeah. Well, you're you know. Ben, come back, Greg. Listen, throw, throw Ben, throw throw what Ben Turner just set up there because he's I absolutely hey. right, Ben. I bet Chachi can huck up without losing a stride. You're damn <laughs> right, true. Ben. I yeah. got this, buddy. The Casey Jones is uh, is real nice, also. Could I could I read another story? It's very yeah, affordable. Uh, story. Sure, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, while Chachi reads another story, let's take a look at this. Innovation, creation, vitality, and joy are the pulse of MySoulTopia.com, with many custom creations for the mind, body, and spirit, along with classes, intuitive sessions, coaching, and healing energies. MySoulTopia.com strives to bring sophistication with a twist to the metaphysical and the holistic market while raising the community's vibration and channeling the new paradigm, which means new and exciting adventures for all. MySoulTopia.com is utopia for your soul. Visit MySoulTopia.com, your one-stop shop for all your metaphysical needs. Offering hand-selected crystals and crystal jewelry, with prices to fit every budget. MySoulTopia.com offers the best selections of tarot and divination cards by top designers, expertly curated and award-winning book collections from top authors on every subject you'll need on your spiritual journey. MySoulTopia is also proud to offer the finest singing bowls and an eclectic collection of the most amazing gemstones. Crystals and crystal jewelry from the top metaphysical designers in the world. MySoulTopia.com is always your one-stop shop for award-winning mixes of Florida water, sage spray, and other spiritual protection. So begin your journey with the best resource, MySoulTopia.com. That's MySoulTopia.com. Why mess with the rest when you can start with the best? MySoulTopia.com. Again, that's M-Y-S-O-U-L-T-O-P-I-A.com. Thank you for tuning into the Paranormal 60. Now that uh, Chachi has finished reading his story off air, it's time for Greg with his final story of the Is night. It? Is this- Is it? Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I'll be a Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you had a story to share. What's going on, Greg? I do. Uh, here at uh-huh. Ponary Castle in uh, Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with the uh, the regular you know, topic that we have here. Vampires, yeah. There's that letter. All right, so Vlad the Impaler letters show he may have actually wept tears of blood. A team of chemical scientists from the University of Catania uh, Spring Style Tech Design Limited, Romania National Archives, and Politecnico di Milano via Man Sinelli has found evidence suggesting that Vlad the Impaler may have suffered from a variety of ailments, including one that could have made the famous prince cry tears mixed with blood. Mm. In their paper published in journal Analytica Chemistry, 
the group describes their analyst of or their analysis of proteins and peptides from three letters written by Vlad Draculia uh, and they uh, what they've learned from them. Vlad Draculia or Count <laughs> Draculia. That was what well, they're spelling it all weird. Come on, I know. Uh, I think I should remember drink. it was Dracula. Draculia. Yeah. Draculia. Draculia. Yeah, well, it depends on whether you're in the north part of uh, Wallachia or in the southern part of Transylvania. It's the dialect. So, uh, anyway, also known as Vlad the Impaler. Let's do that. <laughs> Boy. Uh, and possible, he's, he's the possible inspiration for the fictional character Dracula, Probably. the ruler of Wallachia during the 15th century. Wallachia. Was, huh? Wallachia. Wallachia. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, he uh, was uh, was known to be a fierce defender of his land. Historians found evidence suggesting he was responsible for the the deaths as many as eighty thousand Ottoman people, uh, many of whom died due to impalement. That's right. Uh, in the new study, the researchers wondered what sorts of ailments, if any, might have played the root plagued the ruthless leader to find out they obtained an analysis uh, from three documents. Hey, Dave, throw that document up there. Uh, uh, Written by the count when writing by hand, it's common for the person doing the writing to touch the paper. Uh, Initially such touching would involve use of the fingertips with a paper placement on a surface, such as a desk. Thereafter, the lower part of the palm would rest against the paper as writing would be conducted. Both these activities would result in various chemicals and molecules transferring from the skin to the paper. In their work, the research team looked for them on these papers and once found, traced their typical origin. To capture the material from the paper without causing damage, the team used a technique that involves applying and removing ethylene vinyl acetate. Uh, Then once removed, the material was tested using mass spectrometry. The team found residue containing more than 500 peptides, which they narrowed down to 100 of human origin. From those, they found evidence of ciliopathy, a genetic disorder that compromises cells function and organs. They also found e- evidence of inflammatory disease, like re- resulting from problems with respiratory tract and skin. They found compounds that suggested the, the uh, count also suffered from hemolacria. Yeah, hemolacria mm, condition causes the blood to mix with fluids in the tear ducts resulting in blood tinged tears. Oh, tinged? tinged? What is tinged? Yeah, tinged. Uh, blood <laughs> so tinged. tinged. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Hey. No, you did good. Like you tinged the- of your skin. That's pretty good. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> I think Casey <laughs> Jones helped me on that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got one last story. This one's very strange coming it? out of uh, no, probably weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this one involves oh, look at that uh, guy. young teen heartthrob, Rick Schroeder. I was going to say. Uh, is that Rick Schroeder? Yeah. He he oh. Sorry. He revealed. He's bulking up. Former child star Ricky Schroeder revealed to fans that he underwent a terrifying experience 
in Hollywood. In a video posted on social media, Schroeder explained that he needed to get his experience off his chest by sharing it publicly. Ricky didn't specify his age at the time, but he was young and living in Hollywood at the time, unable to drive. I was hanging out with the older guys, Schroeder said, and somebody popped in a cassette videotape into a VHS player. There was a room with a body, he said, explaining that people were wearing hoods and robes in the video. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Nah. And that's where some sort of ritual took place. They took out a knife and cut the body down the side. They took out parts and blood started flowing while they were chanting. There were women there and they took off their clothes and they took the blood and they smeared it on their bodies and started to be sexual with one another. He continued, it was quite disturbing to see the three or four times he rewound the tape to make sure he was really seeing what he thought he was. <laughs> Schroeder argued that some celebrities in show business are part of a cult. And so I believe that I met some of the cult members when I was younger and they could be the Illuminati or tied to them. If you type in Illuminati backwards, it'll actually take you to the NSA, the National Security Agency. So, Greg, that's your task. While I read the rest of the story, go to your web browser, type Illuminati in backwards, and tell me if it truly takes you to the NSA website. Got it. Schrader said in, or Schroeder, not Schrader, I'm Schrader. Schroeder said, in fact, we have no accountability or justice. It could be because these people who are supposed to bring us justice and protect and defend the Constitution are corrupted by this cult, which I believe exists globally. But it has its roots in Hollywood and in the environmental cult and in industry and politics. I have no fear of them. I only fear Jesus, the former child star said. He went on to say he believes our nation's leaders may be blackmailed by this cult. That's the only explanation I have for why we haven't had accountability and justice for what they've done to America and continue to do to America while we all just watch, he said. I share this with the hope that those mid-level people that are investigating at the FBI and CIA will understand that their superiors will never give us justice because of the level of blackmail involved. He concluded by saying, all right, that's off my chest. That feels better. Now, now y'all know. God bless America. God bless those that are trying to defeat this cult. And in Jesus' name, I give you this message. Amen. Rick Schroeder concluded. All right, Greg. Uh, I tasked you. I did it. I got to IT. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. All right. Yes. It takes you to the NSA.gov website. Yeah. When you type in Illuminati, Illuminati backwards. backwards. Yes. Yep. You knew that, Greg? No, I didn't. You just told me. I, 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 just, I got it right here. Already. You said it so matter-of-factly, Greg, like you were well aware of this already. Oh, well, I trusted you because you're a trusted huh. news source, Dave Schrader. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Nancy, Nancy, we want to thank you for making a donation directly. Uh, she, she just went above and beyond the cause. She actually makes her donations to my Venmo account, at Paranormal60. She donated $100 in thanks to the colonel and uh in prayer for you that you're okay so i assume with that your, with your swollen do. purple head greg <laughs> she's worried about you i assume that had nothing to do with my fantastic reading of my last story yeah no had no, nothing to do with that but nancy also donated ten dollars here 
and told me, go check my Venmo because she's that cool. CC Rosebud also threw another $10 in. So thank you all. I do want to this address. Listen, awesome. Yeah. You guys donating is very kind. This, uh, I make no income from the show from most of what I do. I make no income. So I thank you very much when you guys do things like support me by buying the paranormal 60 bracelets, which you can find links for on my paranormal60.com website and go to the shop tab, just scroll down. You'll see all the cool swag and stuff that I sell there from t-shirts to the bracelets, to books and more autograph pictures. So thank you very much for the love and support. And you guys here during the live show, throwing some money our way. We really appreciate it. And for those of you, because as I've mentioned, when you make the donations to the super likes and super stickers here on YouTube, uh, 75% goes to me. The other 25% goes to uh, YouTube. So direct uh, to Venmo goes direct to me. So thank you for all of you that do either. I appreciate it more than you'll ever possibly know. So thank you very much for the continued love and support for the program. And I will have you guys know that uh, the donations always flow much better on a night we're drinking. I'm starting to think I'm going to open up drinking on Monday night shows too, because Dave, wow. Dave, do you know how much it costs me to drink? I, I do. That's why I don't ask you to donate any money to me for this. That. Yeah. I do so this that's you. it. Uh, another week in the books. And uh, next week we will do our show next Wednesday night before we head out of town to the Michigan Paracon. Who's going Again, to that, if, I'll be there. Uh, I'm gonna be there. Sorry. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Dave, when and, do you get there? Uh, I'll be there Wednesday night. Yeah, Greg and I will be doing the show live Wednesday night with you, Chachi, and hopefully the Colonel uh, will be all doing the show live Wednesday night. Greg, wow. Greg, Greg, please just shut the oh my God. and How just go along with it. <laughs> Greg, shut up and just go for my God, love of God, man. Just shut up and let me Listen, talk. I can't wait to see you two in person. I tell you what, I am, there's a good chance I might choke him to death on stage. I'm not <laughs> sure. I might do that. No, join me this weekend at the Anderson House in Wabasha, Minnesota. You can get tickets and information at darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. And uh, we will be part of that. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'll also see you at the Michigan Paracon along with Greg, the paranormal detective, and Chachi. We'll do that. I hope to see you all there. Stay safe and Keep a good prayer and good thought in your heart for the colonel as he goes on to help deal with the fires that are taking place in Hawaii. For the rest of the team, I'm Dave Schrader, and you've been listening to the Paranormal 60 News. It's Wednesday night, and I'm alone. Paranormal 60s are It's just for paranormal freaks like me With poltergeist and ghosts and blues and UAPs You miss a word, you do a shot It starts to snowball and we laugh a lot It's just like drinking with your TV friends I'll be best out before tonight's show ends Dreaming the aliens are taking me away I'm going to wake up till sometime late on Saturday It's Wednesday night and I'm alone The paranormal 60s on Traders on Traders on Traders on Shachi and the Colonel and the paranormal Detective 
All these traitors count me and they all will be directed. He's got protected prisoners to some crazy magic tricks. Even Scully cannot save him from the voice of Stevie Nicks. Traitors Traders on.